Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villarosa, OVS. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic non-stick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. You may want to microdose my laugh, but that portion is not a veil. Whenever people ask what my job is, I just tell them I'm fabulous. <laughs> totally, I need to. St- I'm, you guys, I'm 100% stealing that of for an iteration of that for a future episode. Uh, guys, it's Annie's Girls. It's episode I don't remember. It's. 289, 290. We're skirting right up against that 300. And P.S. Ryan Houlihan, I need to tell you. I think I forgot to tell you what I'm doing for 300. So I'm going to tell you that offline. But and you guys will hear soon enough. Anyway, it's these girls. And you know who my guest is? Because I just maybe use their voice that let me. Um, and by voice, I mean name. What is happening? I've literally lost my mind. Welcome back to the People's People's Couch. Writer and editor and Cheshire super fan, Ryan Houlihan. Ryan, how are you? I'm good. I'm just living out my life in the northwest <laughs> of the UK. <laughs> oh, my God. You are living out. What's living out loud? Is that a song? Why do I know that phrase? You're thinking of Pop Let's Culture. Get Loud by Jayla. Uh, well, now I am. But isn't that, <laughs> isn't Living Out Loud something or it was like the title of a book or something or it was like just a what Pantone my... color or something? <laughs> I was going to say, it's just what my mom said she was doing when she turned to 35. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as we know here um, on Andy's Girls, I'm spiritually mid-20s plus. So I look forward to having the experience that your mom had in about 12 to 16 years. Is that, <laughs> That's how math works here. But listen, so much to talk to you about. A superb week for all things Housewives. But we were just talking and I said, okay, we need to start recording immediately because I have several questions. Because you offhand said that you're watching Cheshire, which I apologies to the Cheshire community did not realize went over a first season but you said you're on like five or six I'm on I think five or six I it's all blurring together (laughs) but um (laughs) they do like multiple seasons a year like they're on the UK reality TV shows you know how like there's always a Love Island there is always a Real Houses of Cheshire airing apparently and they're in season like 14 or something at this point no there's as many seasons of Cheshire as there are of Drag Race it's like wild but I have been consuming like drinking them down um, like yeah. five at a time every night for a while now. And I got to say, I got to say, listen, is it, is it New York? Is it Beverly Hills? No, 
No, it's not. not. supposed to be. It's not supposed it is to be. It's own thing, and I am addicted. It is so good. It is so good. It's on Discovery Plus is where you can get it in America. Okay. So many issues with that. Why it isn't on Peacock? I thought that was the point of Peacock. Peacock announced on April 1st last year that they were coming out with a Real Housewives channel that would cover all housewives plus new content. I posted it immediately on Instagram and everybody thought it was a joke because of April Fool's Day. And so I just started screaming at people, Kanye style in all caps, like this is not a joke. Like this is from the Hollywood Reporter Variety or whatever. Like there is a tag here, but there. I don't I cannot discover Discovery Plus, even if it's free, which I would be fine to discover if that's the case. But I know it's not. I can't do another thing. I'm I have BritBox now. I think a lot of people are doing it for the 90 day world because there's really three reality TV fandoms Four. there's Bachelor, um, Housewives, 90 day people and Drag Race. And then everything else is like, yeah, singing competition, whatever. It's just like slop that you put in front of the masses. But those four, (laughs) the four nations, the four elements. The Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore. (laughs) The Mount Rushmore reality TV. Your streaming service is going to need one. Okay. And if not, you better know how to cook up a selling sunset. (laughs) I mean, wait a second. So it's so Discovery Plus. Is that where? Because I've seen, I have sat through portions of of 90 day episodes from previous roommates but then I get so confused because I'm like I don't think this is a good idea why are they do like it doesn't make sense to me so then I just got I'm like come I don't I don't understand the universe I don't understand the world so uh, how does that work within the context of discovery it's discovery plus like bravo where it like used to be like prestige television and now it's 90 day fiance another form of prestige tv but like how I does that how does that work discovery itself owns a whole so my friend actually works at discovery i'm not gonna dox her but um she works at discovery and we were talking about this discovery owns a whole bunch of things that aren't like they own tlc and stuff like that so oh. their content on cable goes between like prestige level channels and tlc oh. And so Discovery Plus was them using their prestige name like HBO to be a big media company empire umbrella brand, which is cool because like, I mean, like I like streaming services. I guess it's better than cable. Um, Yeah, it is. I mean, nothing a corporate structure does is cool, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, And then they, because nobody purchased the rights to Real Housewives of Melbourne or Real Housewives of uh, Cheshire and maybe somewhere else. I think it's one of the ones in Africa. Yeah. Ooh. can't think of the name but that was the one we're gonna watch next um it looked very good um and so we just were like let's do cheshire because we had already seen seasons one and two and we were like we'll just jump back in but then we started at the beginning because we're psycho and it got us to pay for discovery plus so i guess like good for them but it just seems like such a miss for peacock like that does not seem like an expensive thing to license when you're <laughs> producing your own real housewives series and right? since you clearly said that housewives I mean, I guess if you get Housewives fans for Miami, you don't need Cheshire to incentivize them. But to keep them on the service, you need like a back catalog for Housewives fans. And it seems like something that most American Housewives fans haven't dived into. I never see people talk about it. I can't find, I cannot find Reddit discussions of individual episodes. So it's just me theorizing on my own um, as if it's the Stone Age by Candlelight. Um, (laughs) And I don't, it just seems weird for a miss for Peacock, but you know, maybe it's a year exclusivity or something. I don't really know. But anyway, I bought it to get into Cheshire and it has been worth every cent. Wait, can I sidebar with you? Melbourne isn't, I feel like I remember so someone good. saying so good, but I watched up to season three, but season four, I think is when I, it was no longer available or whatever. Is it, is it past three on discovery? I, guys, I hope this, I'm sure this is very interesting. I'll easily Googleable information, <laughs> but um, let's take 45 minutes to talk about this. What, how do you know if it's up to date on discovery? Cause then I would get a fucking subscription. I, I believe it is up shit. to date and I believe <gasps> there are five seasons. No. If it's up to date, you do the free trial. Back- Oh, I always know, but that's what I what I mean when I say subscribe is I will do the free trial and maybe I'll remember to cancel, but more than likely I will not. Yeah. If I do this though, I will watch my hand to whatever Andy Cohen's ears. I will get as up to date as I possibly can on Cheshire by the <gasps> time you come back and we will dive it. Maybe it'll be for Patreon. Yes. But we will we will dive because I remember I'm the obsessed. first season. 
the first season wasn't good though, right? No, the I first like, two I seasons bad. The first two seasons have a tough landing, and I'm all apologies to Magali. Um, but <laughs> if you watched them, there's a woman named Magali, and for some reason, in the Cheshire accent, all of them say Magali instead of her name. They just like <laughs> sing and like yeah, it's like a bird. And it, sorry, England. Love that. The first two seasons are a little rough landing because I think that they did not understand. They were doing a little bit of a housewife impression, but also trying to do like this like cool local thing where they were trying to like mm. have their own flavor and tone. But I just don't think that they had gotten the hang. Everybody involved had gotten the mm-hmm. hang of what housewives, like what makes it addictive, what makes mm-hmm. it um, sort of feed that those serotonin receptors in our brains. Mm-hmm. And um, by seasons three, they really do. Some elements I don't like love, like they bring in a lot of housewives. Like at one point, I think there's like eight or 10 or something, but it's because they make so many episodes per year that the storylines are pretty comprehensive. And like you pretty much, you get a lot. Like there's a, you see the granularity of it all. And unlike other housewives, I don't believe it gets more boring the more episodes they're packing into a year. I just think that there's an unending well of weirdness going on in Cheshire that I love. I love. No disrespect to Cheshire, but like, is there money there? Not that I don't know Cheshire. I, I only remember watching the first season and being like, this isn't good. Like, there is money. I don't believe I that there is. I don't remember money. There's not a level of money where It's not you're, Beverly Hills. Right. Yeah, where it's like comical. You're buying, you know, everybody diamonds or whatever. But it is like, you know, in the last episode, someone landed a helicopter at someone else's uh, business <gasps> launch just to <Ooh>. do it. <laughs> Stuff oh like that. Oh, my God. That makes me, that just like, oh, the high I get from thinking about the use of helicopter. Because it's usually like some dumbass, like landing a helicopter to go to like, apologies to PK, my beloved fish son PK's godfather without his consent. But like, I, aside from like landing a helicopter at like PK's party, I love when a helicopter is just like used. I just, just think used. that's. Just That's to go 10 blocks so or whatever. Stupid. Yeah, I love that so much. Billy like, Joel commuting from Long Island to the city and landing I on Madison mean, Square Garden once a week. And doesn't Bethany like Uber jet or whatever it is to the Hamptons? Think of the helicopter moments that we are missing because the skinny girl mogul doesn't want to crawl her ass back to Bravo TV. We could Grow be getting up. weekly helicopter she's gonna be fucking flying it she'd be like if you actually give me that ep title i will fly it's the world's skinniest helicopter (laughs) (laughs) i will never for the rest of my life get over the fact that she at one point launched a collection of children's hand and body lotion under the skinny girl umbrella (laughs) so on the bottle it said skinny girl kids hand and body lotion like for fat children who want more like who want to be real slippery (laughs) (laughs) like what does that the ability to instill disordered i I don't want to say like disordered eating but like the body dysmorphic fantasia that is introducing the idea of skinny is bad. Like, oh, mommy, I my hands are dry. Can I have more of that, like, thin lotion? Like, it's so – because she couldn't let it go. She couldn't just be like, it's Bethany's bath or something. Like, bath or, by Bethany. Or, um, like, happy girl. You know, like, any other blank yeah. girl – would have worked and I would have been like, oh, we're expanding the brand or whatever. She should have been doing that shit from day one. But in any event, cheater brands or whatever aside, she mm-hmm. is calling it Skinny Girl, which is – I remember thinking this is tough. But now that I reflect on it, now that you're re-describing the situation to me, it's not just that she's, like, telling young kids that being skinny is important and aspirational. She's also telling them you can buy it. <laughs> <laughs> that, yes. like, spend enough money and you'll be cool too, which is, like, a weird thing to internalize. Versus the alcohol, which I'm sorry, I have no problem with because I think it's such an LOL that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy a Skinny Girl Mark because we all know I'm talking about the Real Housewives of New York. I have no issue with that. And like, and you I have to be over 21 to purchase it. So I'm not that concerned right. about the messages she's sending because you chose them. You're paying her to do it. 
Yeah, and part of the shtick of Skinny Girl was it was, like, low-calorie, probably, like, high sugar, but, like, you know, it was, like, Splenda alcohol, which I have no problem with because mm-hmm. we understand it, and it's all based on the premise that, like, she would go and, like, go to the restaurant and order a margarita that didn't have a, a lot of essentially, like, sugary filler inside of it. Like, it was just, like, a pure whatever. And then she mod- – I have I love that. It's just the fact that she had – Skinny girl kids. Hey, I have it saved on my camera. I because sometimes I look at it and I'm like, this is magical. Like, I and you know what, Bethany, so this weird. is all this is all first off free advertising for her brand. So let's move on. But second, oh my God. this is all a compliment <laughs> is. because of how fucking fascinating yeah. we find your bizarre life and brain. <laughs> I mean, I cannot stop thinking about this, Ryan Houlihan, and it's like take me out of this phase because I actually do think it's self destructive. I require her return to New York. And guys, trigger warning for those of you who hate Bethany, but also don't understand taste. Like, I, not just for a second, but like, I, Bethany love her, Dorinda. Hate her. She's great TV. Bethany Dorinda together. Rebuild the franchise around them. And honestly, as an apology, go to any how cut. I, I truly believe if we're not going to do New York like we were doing New York, if it's not ever coming back, like if Luann's just put out to pasture or whatever the network decides, <laughs> then rebuild it around Bethany and Dorinda and then eventually pop them out if they get too irritating. But I just don't think the direction of rebuilding things should be around like Leah. Anyway, we're supposed to be talking about franchises that are on right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do this to you every time. Apologies for your wonderful no, this listenership. Is, no, this is 100% my fault because I have been spiraling emotionally about Bethany lately because I can't stop thinking about like, New, I don't believe that New York is dead. We are both New York residents. We're living on some space. in Like, New York is still here. We just want a show that represents it, not in the way of, like, real New York, but in the way of fake New York. Fake, yes. great New York. Seasons, whatever to whatever. Give me the <laughs> New York of season two of Sex and the City. Stop giving me the, the New York of, uh, and just like that. I want fairy tale New York, not, you know... Okay, wait. This the if I named episodes, which I've been told repeatedly I need to start doing, and I absolutely refuse to because it feels like a modicum of work. But like, um, if I named episodes, there would be some division of and just like that included in this. But speaking of and just like that, Damian Bellino and Anne Rodeman, the host of you might know her from, mm-hmm. and Damian obviously OG of the AG, and I did a Patreon episode. Uh, an hour and 40 minute long Patreon episode that just went up that is a deep dive into and just like that wow. and on I know it's so much I literally it, I monologue about run my don't walk hate, 100% run don't walk and I lost my fucking mind I said some terrible things about Cynthia Nixon so like absolutely run don't walk to that right now but anyway one of the questions that Damien asked me which is actually related to this conversation is, do you agree with the idea, the concept, not saying that he believes this, but the idea that, um, I'm going to fuck this up, but just pretend this was a question that like housewives has taken on an extension of the uh, sex in the city universe, i.e. like there was a part based on Dorinda, Susan Sharon. There are some ties, obviously Candace Bushnell. How am I doing that? well bitch like (laughs) or whatever I think I just fucked it up like how do you think that those universes in any way can exist in the same in the same world like what are your thoughts on that or is it totally diametrically um, opposed or just not in existence at the same time I think that there is a way to marry them but that like nobody's willing to do it because it would (laughs) require a lot of work and admissions of like which was working better and like what things, you know, could be improved. And we're not here for that. We're all rich and we're here to vibe. You know what I mean? (laughs) I just think it's very different energy. Very different. And it's like a very different skill set. I think Housewives is more impulse, emotion, emotion based. And Sex and City is more like almost long form in a way. I think it would require housewives to be self-reflective in a way that they don't see immediate profitability from, so they're not mm. going to pursue. And it would require the Sex and the City fandom and the sort of image of New York to evolve and to shift and to, and to grow. Do you think that that is a possibility? Is that something that can exist in the current world of housewives? If you have someone come in who's not necessarily a voice to the audience as 
you know, Carol was at one point, as Heather was, at, Heather Gay was at one point, Bethany at one point, but someone who's truly self-reflective. Is that, can you, is that a deal breaker for the Housewives universe? I think it is, and I think it also is not. So I think the perfect way to be a housewife is to not have a lot of self-awareness, but to have a lot right. of awareness. But I do mm. think that there is a way to thread the needle where you're very aware of how people are reacting to you and you're trying to improve. You're just really bad at it because we need to telegraph the emotions. We need to telegraph the like dynamics and stuff because it's reality TV. Like it's not a book where we get their internal monologue and there isn't a ton mm, of voiceover. I mean, you have to use the confessionals or the format just doesn't even work. Um, and if you were to able to like lean in, I think a little bit to, um, I think if you were able to, I also think if we dropped the fourth wall, it would be a lot easier to be honest and to try to like have moments of growth and reflection and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I do think it could be really entertaining. Um, and I think, I don't know. I think there are other shows that do a slightly better job of it. Like Drag Race does a great job of being really constructive. And even Cheshire does a great job of like having small character studies over a period of time and trying to like mm. mark differences in people's intentions and how that like has changed the dynamic. And it's less like incendiary moments and a lot less like labeling people as one thing forever. Um, and I think the tough thing with Housewives as it exists on Bravo and as it exists right now is that we want to have Sonia be a floozy and we want Luann to be <laughs> um, pretentious and we want Bethany mm -hmm. to start a fight. And like, yes, we do want those things, but there's a reason why they you're unable to just only give that. Like you just stop. It, it stops being available because you can only be a floozy so much before you're exhausted and have to sleep. Like mm -hmm. you can only pump so much content out of these people when you make them into stereotypes and caricatures. And I think if we showed a little more well-roundedness, it might be better for the franchise long-term and it might be better for the wives individually. Um, but Bravo will only end up there on accident. I don't think that they'll ever intentionally, because there's just no immediate payoff. There's a lot more immediate payoff to casting someone who you, think might be indicted on federal crimes at some point because it mm. you know those things tend to move along at pace because <laughs> there's money involved what do you think the difference is between like self-reflection and personal growth because there are a lot of housewives who've been able to pursue and successfully you know work on themselves sometimes it's because of the freedoms that being famous or having more money some of that can afford and sometimes it's the push of the audience but like what are you without me actually answering the thing that I, I think personal posed? growth is a change in your incentive or your um intention or your approach like personal growth is about I want things to be I want mm -hmm. results that are more like x because I now see that that would be better for me and everybody I think self-reflection is like oh, I laugh really loud and that's been bothering the audience, so I'll tone that down. And those two qualities can work together or they can fight each other. And, you know, I think that makes for great TV. Um, but we see a lot more self-reflection than we see personal growth or a lot more personal growth than self-reflection. You don't see people doing both a lot on Bravo. You get people who are either aware that they have had a bad approach to life psychologically or people who saw themselves on TV and they were like, I need a new hair color. And I don't think those crafts cross over a ton. Sorry. No, no, a hundred percent. And here is the weird fucking connector that I'm, cause I do want to get your thoughts on this. The Salt Lake city trailer for the reunion technically happened. I've watched it four times, four, five, three or three, between three and five times, which would maybe be four. Um, and there are Jen's stuff becomes a little bit of a focus. And I'm sure the aspects of Jen will become a focus as well. And she's seemingly to me like a little bit of an interesting character because where we would be looking at her to be pursuing personal growth this season was stymied a little bit by, you know, the federal trial she has looming on her head and the fact that she was arrested essentially perpendicular to being on camera. Um, what is what was your response to Jen's kind of 
narrative as presented on the trailer as you suspect she will pursue on the reunion itself. I think she is approaching this the way that she has approached this entire Housewives project and possibly her entire life, which is I'm going to look at what's worked for other people and then imitate that to the best of my ability. And I think she saw that for Teresa, it was really convenient in the moment for Teresa to act like she has no idea what's going on and like, I don't even know the charges and like, that's not for me to worry about and blah, blah, blah. Because you can get through the reunion without having to confront those issues personally or like in front of the audience and you can pr- try mm-hmm. to move it along by being like I don't know I don't know and Andy can make fun of her but then after he makes fun of her there's nowhere else to go with the conversation so then you can move on to someone else's shit um which I think has been her approach this season and I also think it's going to be her approach um until there's some like undeniable quality or undeniable event happening like going to prison but even then we'll see she's very creative and smart Jen Shaw and I believe she can come up with a delusion as to like anyway I, I believe she'll be running prison like the back of her hand. But in any event, I, I think she'll be good at it. Um, I, 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 I think that she saw what worked for Teresa and she's seeing how much shit um, Erica's gotten. And she's trying to calibrate between like a strategy that works between those those so that she wants to be likable because Teresa was likable. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be there to be plausible deniability. Teresa did not have plausible deniability. People very much are like, what did Erica know? Nobody knows what Erica knew and blah, 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 blah. But she's not likable. So we don't pursue really that line of thought. As much. I thought Teresa had total plausible de- deniability that I think was actually factually correct. I think Joe asked her to sign documents and she was like, OK, and I signed them. Totally. No but she did meant. sign them. Like she signed them. Like oh, she might have signed yeah, yeah. something as that far she as, shouldn't like, have. I didn't but. sign this. This was somebody else that signed it. My estranged husband also pursued for forgery in his free time right like that was not one of the hobbies that joe took on he just took on no. like full-on straight theft the interesting thing with jen is the importance of the tree narrative i think was consistent in that she bristled whenever anyone raised jail time she got very upset when jacqueline would bring it up or any kind of tabloid anything she got really really pissed off and I think at the same time was genuinely hoping for the best and in denial of the worst that could happen which was her being taken away from her kids which unfortunately happened the Jen angle is so interesting because I think she watched Teresa's responses or they're like embedded in her being having watched Housewives which she surely did and I think she took that on as a form of like well I'm just gonna feign ignorance instead of me being in denial of this or bristling at the discussion itself because it's too sensitive I'm just going to pretend that I don't know the answer but the problem with that as we saw in Andy's reaction and I would assume most of ours at home is you are at like the very top in the center of this and you can't say well it's my husband and I'm attached whatever It is literally you at the absolute center of this who's been personally charged with doing these things. How on God's green earth slash Andy Cohen's backyard do you not know how much time you're facing? It just comes off as, for lack of a better word, like fraudulent. How does she, why is she going this route? It just seems so flawed to me. It seems so obviously dumb. I, not to bring in another additional television show reference, but I, I did just watch all of Inventing Anna. And I, I, one of the things oh, I walked away I, from, so I'm, uh, you didn't watch it? I got like, I'm on like the second episode, but it's real tough because I fucking love that story and love the New York Magazine piece that Jessica Pressler wrote. And that show is like not good. It is very bad. Maybe I'm on yeah. the third episode. There's, but yeah, sorry. I, I have found it worth watching if only because it takes place like, in my neighborhood and in my industry <laughs> so it's hard yeah, yeah, to like yeah. oh yeah i'll watch every episode i'll watch every episode I'll watch um it. but it is interesting because it i my husband and i both walked away with this like one of the main new things we walked away with is that like when you're a con artist especially like if it's like you're um you're 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 doing a confidence game however all you learn 
in your years of doing cons, even if you're just grifting at a light level in college, like getting a couple textbooks for free or whatever little tricks, all you're mm -hmm. learning and being encouraged to do is double down and have more confidence in your position. And mm -hmm. until you go to jail, money or another con can fix almost any problem. And jail is the one scenario where like, Nobody gives a shit anymore. You are an unperson. People will treat you like garbage for the rest of your life. Nobody there cares. The other prisoners don't care. Your lawyer stops caring for the most part. And I think that ultimately, if you can see that it's only temporary or that you can make prison work for you, those skills of doubling down and having confidence might actually end up helping mitigate the circumstances for you. But in general, until that happens, you don't really know how you'll react and you don't really know that if you have it in you to keep the con going. Um, but also, I think it, it, it represents the ultimate end of whatever strategies Jen sees working for herself or has seen success with. So it can't exist. She has to go on a big vacation and spend even more money and do even mm. more stuff and make even more outrageous claims. And it has to keep going because she, in her mind, it's the only solution to problems that has ever worked. So why wouldn't she work even harder all of a sudden? She's got to meet this big thing and get away with it. And I don't, I think she is estimating that the New York <laughs> Justice Department or the Federal Justice Department are going to behave the way that like a Starbucks manager behaves when you insist you don't have to pay or whatever. It's a very different situation. These people do not give a shit. They don't listen to you. They're not going to be convinced emotionally. They really only answer to money and like their boss. And that's really it. And the amount of money it would take to bend their ear is like, is unfortunately Trump organization money, not like Shaw amazing money. And you're not going to be able to bluff your way out of this. So I guess I think she's pursuing these strategies thinking whatever I can get out of them that's what I was going to get. If people like me at home, I have a fan base. If people, enough people like me to be contrarian, that they'll like do a, a Kickstarter or send me money in jail or get me like a little bit more attention. She can sort of keep her cause going and like sweeten her own circumstances, but she doesn't, I don't think she has the self-confidence to try other methods. Like I don't think she's ever learned in life, like actual hard work and sweat can get you results or like that. I, I, I you know, kindness, it, it, sometimes you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. I think she might be starting to pick those things up from the self-awareness of like people didn't like it when I was so combative on my first mm. couple seasons or whatever. But I think she, I think she does not have the inner self-confidence to face up to if I go to jail and there's no avoiding it. And that's what happens. And I, you know, I did the crime. I'm going to have to do the time. I'll face the music like an adult. Like, I don't think that that's entering into her mind at all. Whereas I feel like if you're a mature person, mm -hmm. it has to, right? Like, it's reality. Like, you have to be prepared. You have to begin preparing mentally for what's going to happen. And I think the realness hits you when you go to court. And the realness hits you when you get arrested. And the realness hits you when they have guns. Um, and your kids are scared. I don't think that's hit Jen yet. I think Jen is like, I will just do what I've always done. And I, I, you know, we'll see how that works out for her. I mean, it is, she is in some ways like the ultimate paradox in the sense that there was an expectation or hope that she would be working on herself because of the way that, that she came off last season, especially and with all this stuff that was happening on social media and the terrible body shaming stuff with Heather and everything else, she was very cruel in a way. And I think that there was potentially the hope that in some ways and, and this it can absolutely be an illusion wrapped in naive, wrapped in a bacon wrapped scallop, like in the sense of like, did was anybody really hoping for that or did they just want good TV like that? I can't answer. But in this in the terms of like these are friendship circles like in the women want to be friends like yeah sure there was the idea that like people wanted Jen to de-escalate her soul a little bit more and yet it's like the 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 irony of all of this is that we wanted this woman to reflect on herself meanwhile she was like the fucking main conspirator of this like enormous multi-fraud scheme that the federal government has been pursuing for upwards of a decade plus 
So what are the expectations here now that we know it's like that thing that Lisa Vanderpump, I think, said once when she was crying like that one time where it's like a duck paddling above the surface. But you like never see it's the legwork underneath. Like, yeah, we're it all looks looking- like a smooth. Right. It looks like a smooth ride, a smooth swim at the top because we're just thinking like, okay. And they had that, you know, Heather and Jen had that dumb fucking part at the end of the reunion. And like, maybe they're going to work and whatever else. And we'll see a different side to Jen. Meanwhile, she's been doing this fucking fraud allegedly, but we know for (laughs) so long. So it's like, what does self-reflection look like when this person has just been arrested and charged by the federal government? Like, this is this the housewives was not set up for crime, even if crime was able to enable people to afford being cast on this show. Like it's all fucked up. I was tweeting earlier about like I'm so sick of seeing people like be like, debate me, or like, well, let's have a debate or whatever. Like I'm sick of debate culture on the internet because like debates are not a very useful way to get at the truth or to spread information. Mm-hmm. Like they're a rhetorical contest that people are doing, mm-hmm. employing like conversational tricks to win an argument. Um but it doesn't actually get you. It's not like the scientific method. We're not like getting closer mm-hmm. to truth. And like, it, it, there's a reason why like we, we, we shouldn't be employing it and that science doesn't employ it. But I think an even worse format for getting towards truth is housewives. Reunions. <laughs> and I do believe what are that. You? Ryan, that is a place <laughs> we come for truth. Are you, are what? It's a spiritual confessional. And I say that as a Jew. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think Jen knows that. And I think that the the reunion will play into Jen's talent more than anything else, which is to do the math while she's doing it to keep the spotlight simultaneously on her, but your eye over here, like a magician. You know, like sh- the magician's the star of the show, but you're looking at this hand while this hand's over here. And I think that that's Jen's skill set. I really do. And I think that reunions uniquely cater themselves to stuff like that if LVP is any evidence um and I I think she'll be fine reunion wise my worry is next season there are going to be events on camera that are going to be undeniable and I don't know if she's even prepared for her own reaction and I weren't worry that like her for her kids kind of and I worry for other family members um because I don't know how she's going to hold it together or what she's going to say. It doesn't seem like a stable situation, but I do think Jen is really intelligent. So maybe I should have more confidence in her, but she's very smart. She's very street smart. I mean, she's very smart in a variety of ways. Totally. Totally. I just mean, she's clever. Like she's like, she seems, she moves fast. Yeah, she does. Which is why this whole thing. I don't know, Ryan, people are like, pleading out or whatever you call it and the, even the people who have reached plea deals are getting s- several years she should plea out immediately she should take five to ten and be thrilled and try to get out on good behavior uh, she should take yeah the problem is that like because everybody else i think uh, i don't i don't know truth is hard i i think because everybody else literally took a deal that it's all on her now, unfortunately. And the end result is going to be so much worse for her by going to trial. It's not going to go. I don't mean this with any semblance of anything other than honestly concern because this feels like such a bad idea. Worse to me than the ideas behind some of the other stuff she's done. This feels like undeniably dumb to me. And yet it's a choice she's making. It's a choice she's making. She the gets the, she has the, the right federal to make government the choice. or the she Southern right District of New York shows up. You should hand over everything and give it back the money. Say, yep, yeah, I did it. <laughs> that was a bad one on me. I'll help you get some other guys who are doing this and bend over backwards and be so happy at whatever scraps they ask you to do or whatever. She, I just think, miscalculated this from the beginning. But, you know, you got to be committed to your bit, right? <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, Listen, I I do want to get your thoughts, though, just on the trailer as a whole. Thoughts on the trailer as a whole? Um, I think the trailer as a whole looked wonderful. I can't wait to watch it. Um, Oh, really? I mean, it's going to be Real Houses of Salt Lake City. I mean, there's so much chaos that Jen's gloves need to be removed by the crew (sighs) halfway through because they're (laughs) clanking and jiggling. (laughs) And then she gets upset. And it's like, the best was Andy being like, well, now you're underdressed. (laughs) Um, 
it, it to me it seemed and also the background being all like kind of ice arts and crafts I was just yeah. like this is giving what I needed to give I'm very excited yeah. it actually I'm, looks I'm glad really to see my good. friends and Lisa storming out we haven't even talked about like that shit is gonna be she you know what and I frankly for the first time really deeply saw her perspective when she said I feel like you did that to give them evidence that mm-hmm. I'm the worst person in the world and it's like it does seem like that's what they did <laughs> I mean, and speaking of evidence, we have someone who didn't attend, who's been accused of doing some not great business stuff at her charitable initiative. Then we have Jen Shaw, who's been charged by the federal government with literally doing everything that's ever been done ever, forever and ever. Amen. And Lisa is the one who's talking about evidence. And I'm like, yeah, like she's right. And also she's getting fucked again because she she is. she's talking to them behind the scenes. It's like the universe inside of the universe. It's like the stacking whatever of like Lisa Barlow. At some point, Lisa's going to be in side. court suing them. And in the judges' chambers, they're going to leak her mop mic audio. A hundred percent. She doesn't like who had to tell Lisa or was it when she found out through the trailer, this poor, poor Lisa Barlow. <laughs> That her audio was once again being used for a conversation she thought she was having with her fucking essentially like sort of employer. Like Lisa, Lisa. is gonna learn sign language and start pulling people into closets. <laughs> and they're gonna have video. Like it's it's never gonna end for her. She needs to start to understand that like even in the it's it's so unfair because it's like where's the safe space but the problem is you don't get a safe space unless you are at a prestige level of housewives i think heather dubrow has been given ample safe spaces to say things and dictate that they will not be used i think there are other housewives who've been able to do similarly i'm sure that bethany has i i'm sure that there's been some teresa stuff although the teresa stuff i would say with good reason probably and sometimes if you have that level of prestige it's also in the network's interest for you to not come off yeah and also with the teresa stuff i should go fuck myself because as we saw on the um finale episode when it was like lol they have the audio of you saying xyz about pulling margaret's hair about like the strategy behind that even teresa wasn't protected so it's like i feel i feel for lisa in the sense that like she thinks she's going to be protected and it's like someone should tell her that there is a very very small group of housewives and it's never it's not universal but she is not among that, you know, inner sanctum. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and I do believe that that's just also a kind of housewife that maybe we'll see less and less of as time goes on. Like, there's less of a sentimental, OG, I'm mm. I'm irreplaceable, yes. the whole show, this is my mm-hmm. show, as Vicky used to say. <laughs> Absolutely. And a lot of that is for reasons that are financial. They The network doesn't want to pay the salaries and... And a lot of that is, you know, anointing certain women as especially key, as especially of interest. Like, as the shows go on and the housewives, the OGs, like, spiritually, not literally, but, like, spiritually die off. Like, as the, you know, it's like a new, you know, we got some new people to roam the earth right now, guys. And they cost less for the network. And it becomes less about the person and more about just the actual overall concept of the show. Like, it's just a different universe. It's just, it's not you know it's not 90s tv anymore you can't cash that check like you used to and Mm -hmm. that comes there are only so many jennifer anistons in a generation there are only so many jennifer anistons and i did have the rachel haircut as a wee little one and um it was of course a couple years ago because as we know i wasn't (laughs) old enough to understand friends when it first came out but i looked adorable i have to tell you and i don't know how i don't know how it happened but for like three days it looked great i made the rachel out of a towel for several years as a child and I said my mom said you're playing as Medusa I said sure (laughs) sure okay wait speaking of snakes I wanna get your thoughts on actually not snakes not having anything to do with snakes but you know it's the garden state there might be some snakes lurking um this week's jersey was so interesting to me for so many reasons but I want to call your attention to the last five minutes, which is really like the overall episode. But the Jennifer Dolores of it all, the Dolores Jackie, Dolores really kind of at the center of this. 
how do you respond to an argument or a notion that Dolores isn't being sensitive to circumstances that involve women saying that they're in pain, like visible emotion, losing yourself, having a moment, throwing a tantrum, having a breakdown, being upset, crying. Like, how do you respond to Dolores's response of that? Like, how how would you observe or characterize the situation as it currently stands? I think Dolores, Dolores, a lot of the things that we love about her, she reserves for specific people. So, like, her ability to just give endless love and support is just for a couple people. But we interpret that to mean, like, whole friend groups everyone that she knows and that's not necessarily true but I think that if she could sit for a second and just think about like the immediate pain in terms of if this was one of your closest friends and you should really treat all people like that especially the people who's who you have power over their lives um and I to me like I don't know I I do not side with Marge in this one and I kind of don't side with anyone who's being like Jennifer had it coming um I, I love this. Tell I don't me everything Tell because me everything. the difference is that like two wrongs don't make a right. And frankly, if Jennifer didn't wasn't talking about this, fine. Marge talks very loudly about how the fact that she was a mistress and blah blah blah. It's part of their dynamic. I mean, even down to the fact that Joe was like, "Oh, I'll date Dolores or whatever." If Marge was to ever go, and Marge immediately starts talking about like. Joe Gorga's penis size, which she doesn't know, and then blames on Dolores, who's also like, you made that up. And Marga's like, maybe I'm good, maybe I didn't, with her eyes or whatever. And it's like, no, you did. No, but you did. You just made it up. Um, and it, it's like, they're, the, the fact that their relationship started on cheating seems to be so central to their identity as a couple, including mm-hmm. the jealousies, including the, like, the um, passionate obsession with each other. Uh, it, it seems to reflect on everything. And so she talks about it a lot. Then she talked about other married men that she cheated with and then married men who committed assault on her. And all of that is really tough. But it brings the topic of being with married men to the forefront over and over and over again. And so you kind of invite the conversation and not everybody has to react to that well. And I think like Jen didn't want to bring out her personal stuff because her kids and it was already over and like who would want to offer that up to a reality TV show. Very understandable to me. Um, but her perspective on the whole thing was, can you walk around, can you stop walking around and bragging about how you did something horrible to somebody that someone also Mm. did to, tried to do to me? And can you stop having so much pride in it? I'm not, no, I don't think anyone's saying Marge is like the worst person ever or that like what she did is irredeemable or that it's her fault and not her husband's fault. And nobody's saying her kids should never talk to her again, but they think they are saying like, let's tune in emotionally and empathetically to what we're doing here. And what we're doing here isn't just embracing Marge and being an outrageous character and being silly and owning it. What we're doing here is advertising some really bad behavior that you did. And there's a difference between owning it and being shameless and confident in yourself and Mm -hmm. reveling in bad behavior. And I think that the reveling is what got to Jen. And so, yes, of course, she once it's a topic on the show, who wouldn't be like, let me Google it and maybe ask a couple friends. I Was that good? No. She should absolutely be called to the table for asking people for information that's about Jackie's relationship. Or she should absolutely be called to the table for saying things that are mean about Marge's marriage. Totally. But I don't think it requires putting her shit on blast that she did not present. And I, I, I do, I do, the one side of the... Jackie, she wronged Jackie and I'm on Dolores' side crowd. The one thing I will give to that whole Marge uh, 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 political party is I believe that they are right when they say that um, that maybe it would have been, uh, it would have been, it would have been better if you knew that the, you had this skeleton that could come out and you were going to walk around trying to pull other people's skeletons fully out of the closet. You knew that this was possible. So to go on, t- uh, on Twitter or on TV and say, like, you solely did this to my kids or, like, my kids are being asked uncomfortable questions at school now and that's not fair. Well, maybe don't go on TV if there's skeletons that could really hurt your kids that you know other cast members are incentivized to pull out. Like, maybe you sit down with your kids and have this conversation before then because it's something you guys did as an adult. And 
it's going to affect them. It's going to come out either way. The healthiest way to do it would be to get into therapy and have the therapist guide you on exactly how to mm-hmm. do this. Um, and she didn't do that. What she did was try to play herself and her children up as victims as much as possible, which nobody's they saying are. a bad thing didn't right. happen to you. Right. 100%. I mean, but I just don't think it's constructive yeah. at this point. Right. Or, or like the damaged party. And I don't think that that's constructive for moving forward on either side at this point. But I do think it's going to require everyone to admit that they were kind of a huge asshole and that nobody's perfect. No relationship is perfect. And we maybe shouldn't, going forward, take such joy in our identities as people who've done something that is objectively a bad thing to do, which is to, like, lie to someone, to your spouse or to someone else's spouse and to cheat and to steal and to, like go on TV and flaunt it a little bit. Like those are bad things to do. And sometimes karma is going to bite you in the bum, but I don't think, I don't think Jen deserved this level of retaliation, but what's Mm. done is done. And Jen cannot do the same thing back now, which I think, you know, Mm. we started to see her lean into the like, well, I'm going to pivot this to being mean again. And it's like, no, (laughs) Um, but that's the kind of personal growth to bring this conversation full circle. That's the kind of personal growth that I want to see is to be like, I don't want to do something bad to somebody because it's not going to end this cycle of abuse. And I want to move forward to other stuff. There's other things to talk about. There's other goals to have. There's other things to discuss, to be dramatic about even on housewives that can be fascinating and cool. Um, And so that's the kind of stuff I want to see. But I, I, again, of course it doesn't make for a great, fight at a cocktail party so well I I totally hear your points and I think that's an important perspective to raise and I'm just so I don't know why I'm so especially curious about Dolores's perspective on this except to say that it takes a certain kind of recovery to file for divorce against your then husband while pregnant with your second child and be able to co-parent with that person and be able to survive what had to feel like a fucking wild and dark point in your life and understand that the ways that she experiences emotion aren't uh, completely unavailable. It just so happens that like it's mostly anger related or often anger related. That's when she feels very willing to express herself. And it's not that I don't think Dolores is unempathetic it's just that there but there is a little bit of a confusion that she feels sometimes I don't know if it's a critique I'll give her the benefit of doubt and say a confusion that she feels when other women express themselves differently where it's like they don't they shouldn't have to suck it up like they 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 feel this thing maybe you didn't feel that maybe your experience was different but like allow Jen to be upset, you know, like, or whomever it is. I don't know. Or maybe she was pissed because, you know, Marge gave her more information and she felt like, well, I don't need to feel that empathy for you anymore because now I know that you were still doing, like, on the DL hunting for shit. So, like, I don't know. I just, I find it interesting. I find Dolores very interesting. I think Dolores, and this is going to sound so much more critical than I really want it to, and I hope, Dolores, if you're listening, you know that, like, you have a fan for life. Um, but I think Dolores treats men and women very differently. And to uh, uh, the not only to her own detriment, but I think to like the detriment of the group dynamic, which is to say that like men are boys will be boys, can't help themselves, big dum-dums, but they love you. And like, <laughs> and like they, you know, they, you know, they, you got to lead them by, you got to lead them by the collar or whatever. And women are endless pools of understanding endless pools of of um of calm rationality and respect and at any point if a woman does not have those qualities if she's not calm cool respectful kind of like one of the boys attitude um Mm. and and at all acts like there isn't an in-group that they're part of i think that's also part of it being like a group of girls like a girl gang is a thing for dolores um she 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 wants people in those categories and she wants them to play out those dynamics and even if it isn't what she wants it is but I do think it is even if it isn't it <laughs> is what she's willing to forgive and understand and that's fine if that's your relationship with Frank and that's how you're making like this whole situation work but it's not fine to say that Jen needs to play out your script or that her husband is like Frank mm-hmm. or that Jackie's husband should do X Y and Z or Teresa shouldn't that's your script and your life story and it's for you to play out it's 
for you to decide, like, my friends are all going to be this dynamic with each other. If that's what works for you guys, great. It just seems weird if one of your friends is like, I'm in a lot of pain. This really hurts me. And you're like, have you tried being different? <laughs> like, that's not a good answer. Or to say, like, have you thought maybe it's your fault because you had too much, like, I don't know. Because is it maybe your fault that you're feeling this way because you're too sensitive? Is it maybe your fault you're feeling this way because you didn't tell us all beforehand? And it's like, she wasn't required to not be sensitive and she's not required to tell you things or forgive her husband or like take it on the chin. And I don't know. I, I, I see that behavior with Dolores and I think it, to a certain degree, it's also true of Teresa, but in a different way. And if we want to talk about Louie, we're going to need to do a Patreon episode. Oh my but God. I think that they're, the the gender stuff on New Jersey is just as fascinating as the family stuff. Um, and those, to me, seem to always be the central plots. Like, Gia fighting with Joe, to me, has such heavy misogyny attached to it and also mm. family stuff um, that I think just goes unresolved, which is, again, good for the show. But it, 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 I, Gia's getting more and more articulate and more and more um, mature. And I think at some point she's going to snap into her mind that, like, I, I, you're not going to fix Joe. You're not going to fix your dad. There's a certain level of men of a certain generation who will never listen to anything you do or say. They will never respect you. They will at best ask you to be a cool girl in a girl gang who goes out with them. And that is the level of respect you will get from men like that. And you have Rosie. to decide in your family if you want that or not. Do you want those people in your life or not? I had to decide at some point there are certain people in my extended family, certain men or people with certain gender um, or race or whatever hangups that they act in a particular way, I can either let it go and encourage them to be better and try to keep them a part of my life, or I can cut it out. And at a certain point, there's people you got to cut out. I don't know if this is in cut out territory, but I do think G is becoming aware of the fact that like, or starting to become aware of the fact that it's a Sisyphean task to try to explain to Joe why like mm. he's having a double standard for himself and for women or you or whatever. You never, it's not... I, I believe people are capable of growth. I just think until a man comes and explains it to Joe, he's not going to listen. And that's part of the problem. But I don't know. I like Dolores. I just think that there's an inbaked old fashionedness to the group dynamics that gets really ugly really fast. And it's hard for Jen to criticize because Jen loves an old fashioned dynamic. <laughs> she loves to be like a little wife to her big man. You know, it's hard to upend those dynamics when you're like, painting a portrait of them even when she went on watch what happens and she's like essentially saying poor me about bill and like he's really his pair his family is really putting him through it they've been very critical and she said it in such a way where i was like wait are you saying it's unfair that they're really angry at him for just finding out that he cheated on his wife like i don't know i think them being really angry and putting him through it is completely appropriate and like, you need to give regardless people the of what time it happened. and space like you right, had a lot it. more time but she never got the space she never actually didn't space. get the time or the space she said we never talked about it again i made the decision and i didn't have a lot of uh, she didn't of, give uh, herself the time or the space but i and he certainly didn't encourage it but she has had years to go back and reflect and whatever and she hasn't she's chosen not to I don't know that she really had I don't think it depends on the calendar year I think it depends on the I don't think she gave herself the time or the space because the amount of time to me is not the calendar year it's like no I'm saying she didn't the, give it to herself that's what all I was saying oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. it I existed she, she just didn't right. take it a hundred percent like and she was not in a position or an environment in which she would have thought that was an option because I think she probably felt if I give myself the time or the space I'm gonna lose my family and so she yeah. decided I'm gonna lose my family even though by extension one could argue that means she's not necessarily choosing herself to which I say I, which I don't mean to say that you can't stay with your husband I mean to say that she didn't give herself the opportunity to process it and then make a decision from there that she decided cut myself off at the knees like protect the yada yada so that we can go through this because god forbid if i hold my husband accountable he's gonna go and i think part of that too is like yes but also you don't want certain to come to certain conclusions there are certain mm. things ethics wise where you're like get over it and you walk away because you're like i'm not thinking about that because i'm gonna feel guilt um and i do think dolores if she sat down for a while and really parsed the situation she'd have to hold frank accountable for some things that she's decided not Ooh. to hold him accountable for and it's a lot easier to be good friends with frank than it is to get back into arguing with the big meat lump 
Yeah, especially because she's talking about their tempers and stuff. But I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, this could go. I get it. I get why you have a relationship with him. Maybe a, maybe a part of it is because you don't necessarily want to see those sides to each other again. Like, maybe you saw too much and you've decided that this is the kind of relationship we're going to have. And in some ways it works for you, but maybe in some ways it doesn't work for the kids. I just want to say it's all about trust issues in the same tone that Jamie Lee Curtis kept saying. It's about trauma. Which was great for Halloween or whatever. It's about trust issues. That's family and and relationship dynamics are all about trust. And I think in New Jersey, there's a lot more, there's a lot less trust and a lot more intrigue. And I think they enjoy the intrigue too much to get a ton of trust going, which Louis seems to understand. One of the only things I like about him. Um, and PSI bar, if you guys haven't seen that, like multi cut of Jamie Lee Curtis saying it's a it's a story of trauma. <laughs> like you have to, it's everywhere. It's like multi. It's like two minutes. And it's plus, Kyle Richards say. related, so you have every and it's excuse Kyle to Richards hunt related. It down. It's the funniest, one of the funniest things that woman it's about deserves. Trauma. It's about trauma. She deserves an Oscar, a Golden Globe, whatever for EGOT. the actual, for the press, an EGOT for the fucking press campaign for that movie because holy shit, what a holiday, let alone Halloween. Um, Ryan Julian, I could talk to you about how we didn't even go near Orange County. Apologies to Noella. You Great know. for Shannon Bedore. Great season for Shannon Bedore. I, everybody hates Noella. I don't give a shit. Never let her go. Keep her on the show forever. <laughs> Trap these women with her like a poltergeist. <laughs> Oh my God, I fucking love it. I'm going to force you later on this weekend. I can feel it in my bones to record a Patreon with me because I want to talk to you about Louie. I'm going to talk to you about Louie. I'm going to talk to you about Orange County. So guys, that Patreon's going to be up. It's going to be so good. I have Noella thoughts as long as as Santa's Christmas list. I have everything she's ever done. I've documented. I'm obsessed with her. Okay. Inventing Noella. I do name my Patreon episodes, and the name of it's gonna be inventing Noella, and it's gonna be a two-parter about motherfucking Noella in Orange County and Louie in the Jersey, in yes. the Jersey State, not the Garden State, but the Jersey State. So you guys join the Andy's Girls Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/AndysGirls. The number one way to support the pod. You get exclusive bonus episodes, invites to special events, and so much more. As I mentioned earlier, there's an hour and forty-minute Patreon episode that just went up this week with friend of the pod, Damian. Lino and Ann Rodeman talking about all things uh, and just like that. And Ryan Hulan and just like that, this episode has Ugh. come to a conclusion so that we can, you know, talk about some Patreon stuff to, you know, keep the sass going. Tell the AGs where to follow you online, what's happening, what you got going on. I am Tell on Twitter and Instagram at, at Ryan Houlihan. Um, and I have recently left InputMag.com with no hard feelings. Please check out the website. It's very nice. Um, I'm just not involved with it anymore. But I do have new projects coming up that are going to be so good that I am mm. so excited about releasing and so getting excited. out and just into the world. And I am it's coming soon. So come follow me on Twitter. And in the meantime, you'll get a lot of tweets about Drag Race and Housewives <laughs> and weed um, and maybe some inappropriate political takes. Um, but then otherwise, stay tuned because I have content coming that I think everyone will very much enjoy. Hopefully. I'm so excited to see it and support it. Can I ask you one Drag Race, race related question? Which Please, it's is the joy not of my make life. It- Okay, it's not going to make any sense, but, like, I was listening to some pod that mentioned something about the, like, drag race versus, is there, like, an international competition where it's, like, London versus the world or something? So or did there, I pull that out of do, my ass? There's What's happening? Regular U.S. seasons, and then there are all-star right. seasons where they bring back right. the best competitors. Then there are right. international seasons. There's, like, Drag Race UK, Drag Race Australia, Drag Race Thailand, right. Drag Race France, whatever. Then they do host cities like the Olympics, and then the host city gets three entries of contestants and then other people are picked like all stars from around the world. So it's UK versus the world, which was very funny because Juju B who's um, uh, American and Floatian said, came on and was like, it's been UK versus the world for a very long time. Oh my god. <laughs> Which was funny. But yeah, so they're going to start touring around to us versus the world. I believe Holland versus the world, you know, etc. It's That's- It's great. So they must be just like shitting money. This oh my is like god! Like a huge. Oh my god! I really believe that Bravo should look to Drag Race because they have found ways to 
to create such great spinoff content and yes. such ways of extending the brand that without any of the Bravo resources, without any of the help, World of Wonder, lovely company for the most part, you know, if you know it well, let's get into the debate. But in general, they seem to be okay. like a queer owned company trying to make Amazing. products that for, for queer people, starring queer people. Um, and they do not have the resources of Bravo, but they seem to really be obsessed and in love with their franchise and and they know what that. we want out of it and i really wish bravo would hire more housewives in, enthusiastic people and less like people who used to work at tnt but that's just my peccadillo for another day Wait, who used to work at tnt is that stupid? no i'm just saying like the, a lot of a lot of the time cable companies will hire people who worked at former cable channels oh, right. that no, failed i get it, I get it. <laughs> Before like, they'll hire TNT anybody TNT. who might help them succeed, they got to make right. sure those people who failed have a cushy landing at our network. Right. No, you're 100% right. I thought you were, like, going to give me some scoop about, like, No, Joseph but if you want to talk about HBO Max, Turner I have things Tur- that we can discuss offline about their management, but we'll talk later. Ooh, okay. We'll Maybe on the later. Patreon. Maybe on the Patreon. We yeah. like to get we like to get down and dirty on the on the page, as I call it. Anyway. Um, anywho, uh, Instagram, you can follow me at Dame Callie. Um... Big news coming about AG300, which I'm so excited about. So stay tuned for that. Um, I don't even... I'm getting a haircut in color this week. First time since October. I'm really excited about that. I'm excited for I you. I feel like that's that's important. I'm going to um, Miami in a couple weeks. So if anybody <gasps> can hook me up with um, any of the Real Housewives of Miami, I would love... I'll come up with a thing to write about them or interview them. But if anyone oh has any connects... God. <laughs> I mean... I'll bring them I, to Soho House. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking roll out my red carpet. <laughs> You know, I go to Miami typically pre-COVE once once a year. Sometimes, on rare occasion, twice a year. I die for Miami. I I am I am like twenty percent Miami. My all right. We're gonna talk about. I need a rundown of places to go that I can. Oh, find. I'm sure I have a spread. I have stuff have to say to Larsa for... Pippen, and we'll just leave it at that. Oh my god, I have stuff to say to Larsa Pippen that includes like thank you and I'm sorry. I was so upset when I heard you've been cast in the reboot and I would like to rescind that apology. Hundred percent. I have things that I need to say to her. There's discussions that she knows that we have to have on some level. (laughs) She's got it saved in her Google Cal. She knows it's coming. She knows it's coming. Um, guys, I hope this was delightful. I have to tell you, Ryan, this was I like exactly what I needed. Show. I love recording. I just was about to say I love recording your show. But this <laughs> feel it, this is the, the show goes on regardless of whether there's a there's a performance taking place. And I love I love our AG theater. I love our chats. This was just like the exact right light that I needed today. So I just want to say thank you so much. This was delightful. For I me. love you, and, and I love all your listeners who are the sweetest little crowd that has ever existed to me oh yeah not, maybe not to you <laughs> i was about to, to be me. like yeah someone told me that i am a, a, a bad jew yesterday <laughs> <on social." laughs> you're like when they're not doing a holocaust to me <laughs> i mean when they're not saying you caused it gotta clean up your own mess bitch um, that was a fun day on instagram um guys anywho shout out if you're the one that <laughs> you're one of many. Um, I hope you're all doing okay. And uh, listen, guys, we'll, um, we'll chat with you later, all right? Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.